This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults. Hello and welcome to this Research in Practice podcast, where we're going to be talking about continuing professional development. My name is Amanda Richards and I'm delighted to welcome Amina Akhtar, Regional Engagement Lead for Social Work England, Yorkshire and the Humber. Amina is also a registered social worker. We also have with us today Hannah Scott, Research and Development Officer here at Research and Practice and also a registered social worker. By the 30th of November, all social workers are required to activate their online account with Social Work England, renew their registration and record at least one piece of continuing professional development. To support our partners, Research and Practice has brought together some guidance and top tips for recording CPD, which are all available on our website. This podcast will feed into this suite of resources, which include a blog, videos, a how to use resources guide, and a function to create a list of what you've accessed, which can be transferred as an Excel or PDF file. Mina, it's great to have you with us today. Perhaps you could begin by talking about what the aims of Social Work England are as an organisation, and how the organisation is different from the Health and Care Professionals Council. Hi Amanda, thank you for having me. Um, So Social Work England is a specialist body taking a new approach to regulating social workers in their vital roles. Our purpose is to regulate social workers in England so that people receive the best possible support in life um, whenever they need it most. We are a non-departmental public body operating at arm's length from government. We were established by the Children and Social Work Act 2017 and the Social Workers Regulations 2018. Our central focus is public protection. And the key difference between us and the HCPC is that we are a bespoke body focused solely on the regulation of social work rather than a multi-profession regulator. And we strongly believe in the power of collaboration And this has been evident throughout all of our work to date. Um, We've produced um, our professional standards, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, um, with collaboration with the sector. And we absolutely believe that collaboration is key to all of our work. Um, And one of the ways that we've evidenced this is through the development of the National Advisory Forum, um, which provides us with expert advice, support and challenge to our work and ensuring that we are able to achieve our objectives as the regulator. The forum includes practicing social workers, social work students, people with lived experience um, and social work education and training providers. And we'll also be working with key partner agencies. I believe this forum alongside the regional engagement leads um, who are all registered social workers and based in the localities, working with everyone who has an interest in social work will be integral to ensuring that Social Work England stay informed, authentic, collaborative and rooted in social work values. We've also recently announced Social Work Week, which will take place from the 8th of March to the 12th of March and will give social workers and those with an interest in social work the opportunity to reflect on significant events, challenges and successes of the profession in 2020. And it's also an opportunity to look back at our first year of regulation and think a bit more about our ambition as the regulator for the coming year. 
Thank you, Amina. That's very, very interesting. You've talked a bit, a bit there about the main challenges, but perhaps you could just elaborate and tell us about some of the key challenges since you've taken over. So our early work focused on building a new organisation and making sure that we had the infrastructure needed to take over the regulation of social workers um, from the HCPC. General challenges we face, like many others, are from COVID-19. Um, think it, our first year um, in regulation um, has, has been interesting as a result of uh, COVID-19. Um, some of the delivery um, of a lot of the things that we do has had to um, go remote. So this includes fitness to practice hearings um, and also the work of my team, um, the regional engagement team. Um, a lot of what we used to do um, was traveling, meeting people, building relationships which is so key to our work and and that of social workers and actually all of that significantly changed um, we also had to manage the transition of fitness to practice cases from the hcpc so um, another big big challenge and again impacted by covid19 as well so specific challenges for CPD have included adapting to a new process for recording CPD whilst dealing with a pandemic and getting used to the online account We've received some feedback from social workers about usability and have, some made, and have made some changes based on these. And they seem to have been received really well. We've also shared a video on our website of how to record CPD and we'll be sharing a renewals video imminently. That's great, thank you. And could you share some of the objectives for the next three years? So we published our corporate strategy earlier in the year, and this sets out our three-year plan, which was developed from a range of discussions with people with an interest in social work and in a way that reflects our values, the values of the social work profession and our regulatory approach. We focused on five key areas for activity and impact, and these are our regulatory approach, social workers, people, education and training, and our organisation. You can find out more about the corporate strategy on our website. We've also got a, a plan on a page, which is quite helpful um, as a summary. We are committed to being an evolving organisation, and we've very much seen this year as an opportunity to establish ourselves. Um, next year will be about learning from our first year in regulation. In year three, we'll be about setting our ambitions. Research plays an important part in our work at Social Work England and as the regulator we have a specific and important role within the wider social work ecosystem in England. We recognise through our specialist remit that we will in time be able to provide a unique view of social work in England that reflects the breadth of social work in all settings. We want to make sure that we ask the right questions to better inform our regulation and to offer um, reliable and insightful intelligence and data about the sector and ultimately improve standards and professional practice. We have commissioned our first research projects looking at the behaviours and attitudes of social workers and public perceptions of the profession. These reports can be accessed by our, via our website as well. And they give a unique insight into the evolution of our regulation right at the start of our journey. The findings are not for us alone to solve or act on, but for the social work profession to own and address as one workforce with a shared goal to improve people's lives. For the findings that are directly relevant to our work, this research will continue to inform how we carry out our work as the specialist regulator. 
And as we're talking more specifically about CPD today, we also in the uh, process of commissioning some research on CPD to better understand the experiences of social workers carrying out and recording CPD since we became the regulator in December 2019. Thank you. That's that's really helpful. And, and we're getting now to the to the uh, the section that social workers are going to be really interested in hearing about. So we're going to talk about continuing professional practice now. And perhaps you could just begin by telling us what the benefits to social workers are of having their own framework of regulations and standards. And what does that, this mean for accountability practice and personal development and better outcomes for the people that we support? So our professional standards are specialist to the social work profession and apply to registered social workers in all roles and settings. The standards are the threshold standards necessary for safe and effective practice. And as part of our commitment to collaboration, we engaged with thousands of professionals and those with lived experience. Um, and our standards reflect the value and diversity of social work practice and the positive impact it has on people's lives, families and communities. Thank you, um, Mina. We're going to hand over to Hannah now. And Hannah's going to, um, she, Hannah's also a registered social worker and she's going to talk a bit more about CPD. Hi, Amina. So there's, there's been lots of conversation, I think, with social workers recently, hasn't there, with the, the change, obviously, to social work England, but also with this deadline coming up for CPD. And I know a lot of people will say, well, I need to look at what training I've done then. So can you just talk us through a little bit more about what CPD is? Um, is it training? Is it reflection? Is it all of those things? And what are the sort of the key things that you think that social workers need to understand about that? So we also have found that many social workers continue to think of CPD as training. And we really want to um, remind everybody that CPD is not just about training. Um, although formal training and portfolios from programmes such as the um, ASYE can be important, can be an important aspect of learning. CPD can be any activity that you feel would benefit you in your practice. So this can include anything from learning from complaints and understanding where things went wrong to podcasts, documentaries, articles and book clubs. We want you to be creative. Think about the things that you do every day that you often take for granted in your job. Um, thinking about things like a difficult conversation with somebody or even a documentary that made you think. I'm reminded of, the, of a conversation that I had in March, back when we were still doing face-to-face -face with a social worker who um, thought about watching um, a social worker on Coronation Street and thought about um, how that portrayal would really impact on her practice um, and she thought about the fact that lots of people who haven't had any contact with social workers are likely to use media representations um, as uh, to form their perceptions and she wanted to think a lot more about how she can change those perceptions and I thought that was a, a really good way of thinking about CPD. Yeah I think that's a really helpful example thank you. And obviously CPD, I think, can sometimes be seen as a bit of an extra, and particularly an extra sort of thing to put on the to-do list, an extra piece of paperwork. But why is it important that social workers need to sort of demonstrate their CPD? So CPD is an important part of our professional standards, which aim to improve public safety and confidence in social work. And meeting the requirement for CPD is one element of maintaining your registration with us. 
And it's important because the social work profession is continually evolving. So ongoing CPD is essential in supporting you in your current role, as well as helping you progress throughout your career. CPD is all about enhancing your knowledge, skills and capabilities to remain effective. And by keeping your knowledge and skills fresh and up to date, you are able to perform your duties better as CPD goes hand in hand with ensuring those accessing support receive the most appropriate and highest quality service possible. And I think that social workers are very good at reflecting in practice, um, but I sometimes feel we may miss opportunities to reflect on practice, although we reflect in practice on a, on a regular basis. I personally um, have found that it's only through reflecting on practice that I tend to really process my learning and then feel um, better able to be able to embed that into practice. And I know different people have um, different experiences of um, recording CPD. So some social workers really value the opportunity to be able to record their CPD in a more standardised way. Um, and some have actually said that they've linked recording CPD with payday, which uh, was a new one to me. Um, but they are adding um, a piece once a month um, and, and linking it with that, which I think is really um, a fantastic idea. Um, we at Social Work England have said that recording CPD on a quarterly basis is good practice, but recognise the impact that COVID 19 has had. Um, so we've reduced the regulatory ask to a minimum of one piece. However, the average number of CPD pieces that each social worker is recording is three. Um, and we know that it takes some time to develop new habits. So it's great to see that people are recording numerous pieces. Um, others have found it helpful to record some, CP, some CPD in a draft form and place it as a uh, habit as a placeholder. Um, and this allows social workers to be able to record their initial thoughts and then build on them later. We know that social workers are busy, so sometimes it's helpful just to um, write something down initially and then build on that later. Um, if you do record some CPD in draft form, then please do remember to submit it by the 30th of November when the renewal period ends. Yeah, I think I'd have to say I probably come into that category of my personal style is to keep a little note on my phone because I've always been quite a reflective social worker. But again, I think a lot of social workers will reflect without even necessarily know that they're doing that. So I try and keep a, a note on my phone. So if, you know, it is something sort of late at night or quite a random time you think about it, I can just sort of have that reminder to go on and sort of add it to, to my own CPD. And I think, like you said, everyone will have their own different styles, won't they? And I think the payday one is great. Um, and I think the other thing for me is I used to do lots of reflection and sort of really thinking about cases in a, a much more detailed way when I was in the car Again, that might not be something that social workers are doing quite as much at the moment with their remote working. But all those hours spent driving to and from contact or to see a child that may be quite a long way away, you, you never get back in the car after those visits and just don't think about anything else again. But because it's not a formal sit-down supervision or reflection, I don't think it's always captured, but I think that's where I would have probably learned loads in practice. And if that's I think from what you're saying, if that's benefited my practice as a social worker, then that's CPD. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's what we want people to think a little bit more about, those creative opportunities um, and thinking about what it is that you're already doing. Um, for example, 
um, some of the um, blogs that we've got on our website at the moment um, are called Reflecting on Blogs, and they're designed to help social workers to reflect and think critically about issues that are affecting them. Um, and these blogs can be used to help social workers reflect on their own practice and, and record CPD and really think, and these include reflecting on COVID-19 values and creating an open learning culture. Um, and social workers are navigating difficult circumstances with skill and flexibility that's so typical of our profession. And we know that they continue to deliver vital services in innovative ways and to think reflectively about the support they provide during the crisis. And as you've said, Hannah, it's often so natural um, that we want to really encourage people to use that reflection um, and use that opportunity to process difficult experiences and upload valuable learning um, so that it gives you some time to really um, think about what is important to you um, and things that you need to um, improve, but also things that you need um, to think about for your own self-care, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about a bit later. Yeah, I think what you know, you've touched there on sort of the impact of COVID-19. And I know that a lot of social workers have been even under even more pressure than they have been before. But I think this is a really interesting time in the profession because, again, we're recognised as key workers and every single social worker has had to adapt to this situation and this way of working. The idea of sort of doing most of your work remotely this time last year would have been quite a frowned upon idea, wouldn't it? Whereas now we've all had to adapt and every social worker will have developed within that, wouldn't they? So I suppose it's really important that social workers recognise that too in, in part of their, their reflection, their development too. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people are forgetting that that would count as CPD. And I think still that association with CPD being training, but I think you're absolutely right. There's been COVID-19 has led to some significant changes in practice um, in the way that we relate not only to the people that we support, but also with our um, team members as well. So it's had an impact on the individual, um, on teams, on organisations. And it's really important to, to think about that impact. And actually, there's been some really positive um, impacts as well. I know that there's been lots of creative and innovative ways that people have found to work. And that's such a credit um, to the profession. But, but sometimes we need to think about actually how many of those things can we continue to use if, if and when we return to normal or we create a new normal, which is what we keep hearing. But I think it's so important for people to be able to really use th these experiences to help drive forward their practice. Yeah. And I know one of your standards sort of does include about uh, feedback from the people that social workers work with, which, again, I think is probably even more of an important time when they're having to adjust to us working in these new ways as well. So could you just sort of share a little bit of more information about what the expectation is in terms of accessing that feedback? So. As, as you've said, it, feedback is really important and we think that it's crucial to social work practice. Um, and one of the reasons that I really value feedback is that no matter how skilled or experienced you are as a, as a practitioner, we've all got blind spots and feedback is so important for improving um, self-awareness. 
And it's important to be open to receiving feedback, whether that's positive or critical, just because it will really help you to grow and improve your practice. Um, but feedback can come from a range of different sources. And we do um, ask for people to include feedback from, from those um, with lived experience where possible. Um, and that can be um, anything from ranging to a conversation about how things have changed in their lives, to a thank you card or more formal feedback um, when your social work involvement ends but it's entirely um, the, the decision of the social worker to decide who is best placed to provide that feedback um, and we only want you to ask for it if, if it's appropriate um, and it feels feels comfortable but you can also access feedback from a range of different sources so that could be formal or informal discussion with colleagues um, could be a letter, a review, a meeting with your supervisor um, and thinking a bit more about areas that potentially you could develop. That's really helpful. Thank you. Again, I think it's another thing that social workers don't always think about, do they, of those conversations about their practice and what you learn from that, but particularly that informal feedback from families, which we will all get and from the people that we work with. And we'll get that feedback, but we don't necessarily think about it in those four, those senses when it's not in a form. So can CPD be used in sort of other ways to help social workers? Because I think there's a lot of uh, talk about it helping the people that we work with, which is obviously really important. But what are the benefits to social workers about CPD? So I think... So the, I think CPD can really be used to um, support self-care and well-being. Um, one of the things that I'm really passionate is about passionate about is the fact that um, social workers are their own greatest resource, um, and reflecting on our well-being and self-care is so important but we often focus so much on the people that we support we sometimes neglect our own well-being um, and I think CPD is a really great way of creating some space to reflect on yourself to think about what it is that you that you need um, one of my favorite sayings is you can't pour from an empty cup so I think CPD is um, a really crucial way of being able to fill your cup. Um, and I know, as you've said earlier, Hannah, that sometimes it can feel like an additional thing to put on your list, an additional thing to do. But actually, if we can think a bit more about um, it, creating some time and some space for us to think a bit more about what it is that we need um, and to think a bit more about the support that's available to us then that can actually be really helpful. And we've already touched on COVID-19, but we know that 2020 has um, presented a unique set of challenges for social workers and, and really caring for the most vulnerable um, of society with reduced face-to-face -face interaction, as we've talked about, and managing um, their own lives and taking care of families and loved ones um, during the pandemic is undoubtedly a huge challenge. Um, and we really do want people to take a bit of time out to really think about what it is that they need as well. Um, and I think CPD really provides an opportunity to take that step back, to reflect on everything that's affecting um, you as a social worker, that's affecting wider society and tackle any concerns that you, that you feel um, you're able to within your team or within your organization as well. And it doesn't have to be a big undertaking. Um, it's fine just to spend a little bit of time thinking about the things that are affecting you and what that means for practice. Um, one of the things that when I'm running some sessions, I often um, get asked is, how long does it have to be? It doesn't have to be an academic assignment. It doesn't have to have um, Harvard referencing. It just needs to really um, touch on what is relevant within your role and the impact that that has on your practice. 
That's really helpful. Thank you. I think self-care is always really important to social workers, again, particularly at the moment where they might not have the same sort of team support if, if people are working remotely. And we've got a, a tool at Research in Practice, which is uh, called SWORD, which is all about promoting organisational resilience, which I, I've had a look at recently. And I think there's a lot that everyone can take from that because it talks about things like presenteeism and people working when uh, they might not be feeling quite up to it. And I think men- mental health is a really important aspect of that, which I think everyone's been faced with some challenges with everything that's happened this year, but also just about how we access emails and particularly with remote working, you can sometimes feel a bit overwhelmed. So I think that's something that's really important for social workers, isn't it? Just to take that time to look after themselves, because like you said, we can't look after other people unless we're able to do it. And we can often not be as good at putting ourselves first. Absolutely. And I think just touching on on what you said, Hannah, um, about accessing emails, I know boundaries are much harder to maintain um, when you're working from home. And I know that a few conversations that I've had with with people um, where they've said, actually, sometimes I am logging in at times when I shouldn't. Um, Sometimes my... um, Sometimes I'm logging in in the evenings or at the weekends um, and it's much harder to kind of create a professional and personal space because Mm. you're working from home much more. So I think, again, um, reflections like that would be really valuable um, CPD. And we really think that going forward, this is going to be really helpful for people to reflect a bit more on, um, particularly because it looks like we might be working in these conditions for longer than any of us would like. I think that's a really interesting reflection. You know, having a deci- making a decision by yourself to say, I'm not going to work at certain times, isn't something that anyone would automatically think about as CPD. But actually, if that supports your emotional well-being, it means that when you're sat at your desk or going out on those visits, you're more able to really sort of put yourself into that and, and do the best job that you're doing. That's helping the people you're working with, isn't it? And that's absolutely part of professional development, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's those kinds of... Um, concepts that we want people to think a little bit more about that CPD is anything that is helping you to do your job better so not just training not just documentaries or podcasts but anything at all that is impacted on your practice just like the example that you gave Hannah great that's really helpful thank you very much and that's a really great place to leave it isn't it anything that makes us and helps us do our job better so we thank Amina for her time today and for sharing her reflections and expertise um, for further support and learning with your CPD, do visit the Social Work England and Research and Practice websites for access to more resources. Thanks for listening to this Research and Practice podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on Twitter? Tweet us at ResearchIP.